This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, May 20th, Ken and Al are back here with the morning skate. Before we get into it, before you do anything else, Go on your phone and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at morning underscore skate. Also, like us on Facebook because literally everything we post, whether it's pictures, blogs, videos, all of that, we post it on our Facebook page. So if you miss anything, it'll be there. Uh, and leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Even if there's like something that isn't really all that positive, still give us five stars and just let us know. So that's the type of people that we are. We're, you know, We'll give you one. But having said that, Hal, how are you doing, buddy? Good, dude. Good to be back. Uh... It's great to be back. Okay. Great <laughs> great to be back. Uh, I was talking to you a little bit earlier today, and I didn't think this podcast was going to be like that long because I didn't know how much we had to talk about. But now that we have our itinerary, it's going to be a good one. So buckle up. NHL News, play music. Okay, NHL News, first subject. This just came out. Minnesota is uh, going to hire Paul Fenton as their GM. I don't know if it's 100%, but it's going all around Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. So, uh, Paul Fenton, this is what I know about Paul Fenton, is that Minnesota is interested in, in hiring him as a GM. That's literally the only thing I know about him. So, do you have anything on this guy? Yeah. So, Paul Fenton works. He's the assistant GM for the Preds. Uh, I guess he's a well-respected guy in the hockey community. I got some red flags for you. Okay. Uh, take your opinion. Number one, he's from Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh. Underrated, the worst city in the world. Um, in Massachusetts alone, it's right there with Worcester. Can I spin it uh, for you really quick? Yeah. The fact that he, he grew up and lived through that, and he is where he is today, that shows that shows a lot of commitment and dedication. So, red flag removed. Next one. Uh, my other one, so... I think a lot of times when people like apply for jobs or like you're on the job hunt or you've been working somewhere for a while, people always like to point to the resume and they're like, yeah, you see, like I'm a loyal worker. Yeah. Like I've worked here for seven, eight years. Yeah. Like that's not me. I wish I could do that. It's always like 1.5 years and I'm out. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I wish I had that stability in my life. Uh, but my point being is he's worked uh, in the front office for the Predators for 20 years I think he's been the assistant GM since 06. Like, it's sick that he helped Coyle, like, create this unreal team, and they've been unreal at drafting defensemen. I don't know how much he plays a factor into, like, their player development, drafting. Obviously, you have your scouts, and they have some unreal scouts in Nashville. But my point being is, like, he's going to get, if he gets this job or he has this job and he goes in on the first day of work, and then he's going to, like, look around and realize, like, no one's telling me what to do. Like, I have to run this ship. Like, this dude's never been head honcho, ever. Like, maybe he was. Maybe he, like, ran a UHL team back in 94. But, like, I, I think that's kind of concerning to me that, and people are going to say this is such a dumb take, but I just think, like, I would want somebody maybe with a little more experience being the own guy because he's going to look around and he's like, oh, like, Davey Poyle's not here to hold my hand. Like, I'm making my own calls. Like, it could go great. Obviously, he could use, like, that experience and create a great team up there. But at the same time, he might not have any fucking clue how to do it himself. Can I Always re- a can I re- never a leader. 
Can I rebuttal? Yeah. First, first word that comes to mind, hungry. This guy's been waiting for 20 years, right? To, to stop your second argument of uh, he's never been head honcho. People who have been head honchos weren't head honchos before they became head honchos. So I don't know if that put your brain in a twist, but I'm pretty much saying like everybody starts from the bottom. Nobody just is given, you know, full reins. This guy's been assistant GM for how long did you say? Like 20 years? 20, uh, I think 06 was he became assistant GM, but he's been in their front office since 96, I think. I mean, that that's pretty awesome, man. This guy's finally getting an opportunity. I guess I can see where you could be like, eh, a little bit, but... In all honesty, if you hire anybody who's never done that job before, you could make the exact same argument. Right, but he's been passed over for 20 years. Like He interviewed for the Wilds job back in 2009, I think, didn't get it. Like This dude's been passed over a lot. Like, like Here's a good example. I, like Back in the day, I worked at a pizza place. Shout out Pizza Rory, Dangerous Pizza. Um, wonderful experience in my life. I showed up the first day, and there was this guy there, and he was a pizza delivery driver. He worked there for 18 years delivering pizza as a sidekick. Uh, really, it was his only gig, but he called it a sidekick. I was like, wow, like, why is this dude not a manager? Like, He's been here for so long. He knows so much about the shop. And then I worked with him for two weeks, and I was like, this guy doesn't know shit. Like, there's a reason he's a role player. So that's okay. just my concern would be, like, why is it taking so long for someone to finally hire this guy? So you're you're essentially saying Fenton could be like a backup pizza delivery boy. <laughs> no, well, let's not get it twisted. That guy was the head pizza delivery boy, but like he wasn't getting a raise anytime soon. He was only going up to like nine fifty an hour. You know what I mean? Oh, so man, I, guess. I don't know. Oh, hey, quick shout out! I watched this thing on Netflix called Evil Genius. If you ever get a chance, check it out. It's a documentary about. Uh, how a pizza delivery guy got like a bomb strapped to his neck and like got blown up. It was fucking wild. I know it's not related to hockey, but we're on the subject of pizza delivery boys. This is kind of going off the rails. Yeah. I don't know if like, had you heard of that story before? Because as someone who had delivered a few Zaws back in the day, uh, that's like pizza delivery guy. One Oh one, like first day on the job. Like, Hey, look at this article from back in 03. So I was aware of the story. Never knew that existed, dude. If you guys get a chance, check it out. It's actually like, it's fucking crazy. Shout out to the delivery drivers out there right now, please. Be, you know, whether be safe. you're in the conspiracy or not, just don't get a bomb strapped here in that yeah, voice. Be safe, man. We're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> the Rangers, uh, it's not 100% official, but it looks like they're going to hire uh, Quinn from BU. A lot of people are negative Nancy's about this. I wanted Sheldon Keefe just because of like things that I've read about the guy and stuff like that. But you want, like, I'm okay with it, right? At least the Rangers kind of looked at it and they say, hey, we need somebody to develop youth. And they went out and actually got somebody who, who knows an all right deal of developing youth. Um, I don't know if he's going to stick like super long term, but again, you never really know. As long as this guy comes in and he like buys into like, if let kids make mistakes, a drug Glock got interviewed the other night about his team making mistakes. And he's like, yeah, I let them know that they're going to make mistakes. Who gives a fuck? Just keep playing. And I thought that was sick. Whereas AV was not like that. Like his relationship with JT Miller through the years was fucking awful. Just because JT Miller would fuck up and then he'd be on the fourth line playing with, fucking Tanner Glass. So, I don't know. I, I kind of like this. Quinn's a little bit of a pretty boy. I don't know if you've looked up his pictures. He's got a great face for New York. Uh, I mean, I've always loved BU. But, I, I don't know. The people that are negative about this, like, probably hadn't even watched a BU game all year. They just kind of, like, read what I other people are upset. And they're like, oh, I have a reason to be upset. And it's just fucking stupid. It's the same thing, like, when when uh, the draft comes around and people are like, this kid's sick, this kid's sick, blah, blah, blah. Okay, dude, like, how many times have you seen that guy play? Like, they don't have any fucking idea what's going on. Um, you can't get really mad at it until you see what he actually does, is, is kind of what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pumped for it, man. It's a new chapter. He's I think he was the... Uh, I don't know. He coached the USA team, which is fucking pretty cool. Um, yeah, what do you have on this guy? Uh, I'm just trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a few... I'll try to be positive for you. He's not AV, so, like, it's a win. Like, yeah. I think as a Rangers fan, like, you gotta, you gotta accept at least they turned the page, they fired the guy, you got a fresh start. It's either gonna work or it's not. Exactly. And it hasn't worked anyway, so... Okay, a few of my issues, though. I read one thing come out that said that uh, Quinn was, like, their second pick behind Jim Montgomery. Yep. Always kind of weird when that comes out that, like, 
he's your second pick. Kind of is like a weird way to start. Um, I mean, he's a great recruiter. He got a lot of great players, but at the same time, how hard is it to recruit when you have Jack Parker? You He took a job from Jack Parker, maybe the best college hockey coach of all time. He's got the BU sweater, Boston. Like It's just like a mecca for hockey. Like It always has been an unbelievable program for all those years. It's not like he like walked into like Alaska Fairbanks and was like, I'm going to turn this into a national powerhouse. He took a national powerhouse, and he kept it a national powerhouse. The thing is, is like... It's a little different. Like he, he had twelve first rounders on his team last year in NCAA hockey. Like most colleges have like three, four. So I mean, have twelve first rounders is crazy. Like you don't, he's not gonna have twelve first round picks like on his team. Like he's not gonna have that edge in recruiting or scouting that he did in college. Well, so that'll be interesting. I would argue that because the Rangers have become notoriously like one of the best, probably the best team in the NHL of going out and signing free agent college athletes. Would you agree with that? I mean, they didn't have first-round picks for how many years, and they guys they got guys like Kevin Hayes to fucking come. And, like, yeah, Jimmy VC may not be, like, the fucking best player in the world, but, like, they went out and they got those big-name college free agents. And now you're bringing a guy who, I mean, he must have a fucking great reputation in the college ranks, right? If he's being able to recruit all these people and everybody says great stuff about him. So, like, I, I understand what you're saying, but I think the Rangers can continue doing, like, the college free agent thing if they need to, and I think that would help. Yeah, but, like... Comparing those two things, like getting the best recruits in the country every year compared to getting like Kevin Hayes and Jimmy Vc when there's like first round picks like Jack Eichel out there, it's a little different. Like yeah. I know what you're saying, dude. I wouldn't be super like bummed if I was a Rangers fan. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to see how this goes because it seems like college coaches and hockey still kinda uncharted waters. Yeah. Um Oh, last thing, and like this is just something that bothers me because I had no idea until I was reading up on this. Uh, I completely forgot that Chris Drury is, like, in your front office. Um, so him calling out his alumni and getting his alumni in there, I would say I would hope Chris Drury gets a job somewhere else before he tries to come over and, like, take over Gordon's job eventually. Because I don't think I would want Chris Drury running my organization. I don't know, dude. He's won a Little League World Series, man, and a Rookie of the Year. Uh, the one story I did like hearing about Quinn is uh, Jordan Greenway's first game for the Wild. Like, Quinn went to that because him and Jordan Greenway were like boys. I thought that was kind of sick, like, still having some sort of a relationship with a guy that you may never see again. So I thought that was sick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, well, I guess we'll just wait and see. Next story, this one's fucking crazy. Wait, what pick do the Rangers have? What's their highest pick? Nine. Uh, dude, I hope, I hope somehow Brady Kachuk falls. Yeah, could you imagine? He was drafted. Wait, wait, Brady Kachuk is getting drafted this year, right? Yeah, yeah. Could you yeah, imagine? I was- how would you feel about that? Him taking his own player in the first round? I'd like that a lot. All right, all right. Bu Ked, what's up next? All right, uh, fucking probably the craziest story of the week. We don't know an actual name. Was it Merrick? I think Merrick came out and said that, that there was a recent first round draft pick for a prominent NHL team that probably will never play a game in the NHL because he has a video game addiction. Holy fuck, man! Like, what is this world turning into? I like I wrote a blog about this. At first thought, I was like, "This kid fucking sucks is an absolute asshole." But then I like really thought about it, and you and you think about like how much time and effort these like players put in to like be th- these sick, awesome premier athletes where they can make millions of dollars and literally live the dream. And this kid can't do it because he can't put down a remote control. That's called mental illness, dude. And that that fucking sucks for that kid. So, what do you have on this, man? I do you think do you think it's kind of fucked up that he came out and said that? Well, they didn't name anybody, so it's like... I know, but now there's, like, there's definitely specu- there's speculation around people and, like, the, the people who don't have the addiction, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too soft there, but what Look, do you got? Back in the, back in the day, uh, did you hear people crying about Bo Jackson playing a couple of sports? No, he was a hero. He's a multi-sport athlete. Growing up, your gym teacher, your coach always said... Don't just play one sport. You gotta play something else. So I went out there and I played modified lacrosse and I fucking hated it. Yep. You know, they always say be a dual <laughs> sport athlete. It's 2018. This kid's a dual sport athlete. Uh, I mean, who knows? You see those people on Twitch and all that. They're millionaires. Yeah, I mean, maybe this kid. Fuck. I mean, maybe this kid's realizing right now. You know, I'm a third liner at best in the show, but I can build some forts. Uh, I got a great sniper rifle in Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, I really know how to hit that turbo button need for speed, so uh, it's a backup plan. You can't fault the guy for that. 
Um, but in all seriousness, this kid's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean that that sucks, man. I, well, do you think this is like a conspiracy? Like I've I've heard this floating around a little no. bit, and I found this super interesting. Hear me out. I, I think this conspiracy is actually one of the funniest ones I've ever heard because there's no way it's actually true. Okay. But I've heard this multiple times. I'm bad. Is that um, scouts, just random scouts and GMs put this message out there to scare the shit out of prospects to stop playing video games. <laughs> like it's like uh, it's like when, when the principals call in some guy who had a really tough life and one night he got a divorce and he got in his car. And he had a fifth of Jack, and he drove into some backyard and struck, like, a family of five at a barbecue. And then he comes to your middle school and starts talking to you about how, like, don't drink or do drugs. Like, I think it's it's pretty much just the middle school assembly being, like, don't play video games or you won't make it to the show. Dude, what did you just say, man? I fucking zoned out when you had a, when you had a principal running a family of five over in the backyard. Are you all right, man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. You can run that back after and just take a listen. So. <laughs> oh, man. Next one. Uh, and last one. The Fort Wayne Comets and the Colorado Eagles, the ECHL, got a brawl in warm-ups. Uh, classic no refs on the ice. I thought I, I know, I thought it was awesome because the boys literally just let the boys start fucking fighting. And then when it was done, it, nobody jumped in. Like It was kind of like uh, you're meeting your buddies on the McGregor Golf Course because there's a huge fight going on. And even though, even though that it's your friend who's fighting, you you just don't step in, dude. Even if he's getting punched in the face or some shit like that, like it's just like, all right, man. Well, you wanted it and you got it. So that's kind of what I got on that. Yeah, I mean, here's my question: the word brawl. So I might have not saw like the whole video. I only saw like a thirty second video. It only looked like a couple guys fought, and everyone else is watching, right? Yeah, but like, you can't just say fight because I don't. Because that was cooler than just a fight. Right? Here's my thing, dude. Like, the ECHL, it's the ECHL. There's so many crazy dudes in that league. Like, I don't know. If I was in the ECHL and it was the playoffs, and I was making, like, 100 bucks, like, a game, which I know isn't true. I'm sure they make more than that with their stipends and, like, their hotel rooms. And I see this pregame fight, like... I don't know, man. What do I have to lose? Why? I just don't understand how it didn't turn into 20 on 20. Like, when I saw a crazy pregame brawl in the back of my mind, I was like, this needs to be the whole team. Like, I respect I respect your point. Like, two guys are fighting. No one else jumped in. Like, I, I you were right on the ball with that. Like, if a third guy jumped in there. It would have been chaos. Which Although, is, which is yeah. kind of what you expect in the ECHL. Right, now that I think about it, I probably needed a third guy in there, because as soon as that third guy goes in there, then someone else is flying in, and then it's off the rails. Yes. So, I I don't know, man. I guess I'm going to applaud the restraint of ECHL players, because I thought that was going to get a lot of ugly. I just, still I, sweet, though. I just have one more question. Like, the guy who got fucking pumped, now he has to go out and play a 60-minute hockey game, man? How do you do that? You got to take your shit off and get your scratch. What? You get to play? Oh, I don't know. I didn't really look that up. Probably, right? They probably just got five for fighting or something. I don't really know what happened. I assume that guy still played that game. You probably, like, mix in a game misconduct or something, I feel like. Maybe I'm an idiot. For some reason, I thought that guy for sure had to go out there with, like, a black eye and a fucking leaking nose. (laughs) Yeah, if you're the coach, you send that guy out there on the first shift and hope maybe he, like, falls over. Dude, right, man? Like, it's the playoffs, dude, and and everybody gets back to the locker room, and now the coach has to pump up the team because they just saw his teammate get his fucking ass kicked right before puck drop. Dude, that's a rough look, man. Right, and it's not like it's the NHL where there's, like, a medical, like, surgeon on hand, like, stitching you up properly, and you got, like... No, dude, you got a volunteer firefighter and a fucking EMT sent up in Section O. Right, so they probably hand you, like... A a couple things of Tylenol, dude, and, like, a fucking frozen hungry man from upstairs. Yeah, Yeah, maybe, like, a doobie and, like... I don't know, a pack of Marbreds, and they're just, like, smoking off. Pally, you got this. That's <laughs> tough, dude. Really? I, I don't know, man. If that guy actually had to play. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to get into the playoffs. Uh, do you want to do Eastern or Western first? Uh, it's fresh, so let's do Western first. All right, Western Conference, man. The uh, Vegas Knights. Vegas Golden Knights beat my Winnipeg Jets. Uh it's a tough pill to swallow, man. I finally found a team that was doing well and per- like performed in the playoffs, and then 
the moment I got my whiteout t-shirt, they went 0-3. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't just, I mean, maybe I'm just not allowed to be happy in the hockey universe because that really sucked. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know, man. There are too many points. Let me go through all I the points. Know. Let me go through all the things that we have listed off, and we'll talk about them quickly. Cool? All right. All right, first point. Marcia shows Lambo. What did you have on that? Did you see it? No. Oh, man. He showed up in a fucking Golden Knight Lamborghini. Like, it was no big deal. It was, like, the sickest fucking car ever. The kid was stunting. Uh, next one, rest in peace, whiteout, yes. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just say that and move on. Well, well I don't know. You didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I'm out on that, dude. No, I don't know, man. I think that's a power move. Jonathan Marcheseau, okay, okay. I think Marcheseau can show up to a Stanley Cup parade in a Lamborghini with his shirt off playing whatever music he wants, but I just, I don't know if that's, I mean, they won, so I guess it's a power move, but between that and the pre-game, like, visuals, I don't know, fuck, <laughs> I don't know, it just, ups- it doesn't upset me, I don't want to sound like a crotchety old man, like, it's probably pretty cool, and like, if you were at the game, and you were like, hammered, you'd be like, wow, this is so funny and awesome at the same time, but like, when I'm, like, flipping through the channels and, like, I'm getting ready to watch a hockey game and I, like, see that going on, it's like, you know what, puck drop doesn't start for another ten minutes. I'll be back. So, I, t- <laughs> I don't know. So, you're a fan of the Lamborghini. I thought it was kind of sick, man. If I had a Lamborghini, I'd drive a Lamborghini. Uh, rest in peace, Whiteout. Or now, is that directed towards me or is that directed towards the home ice that the Winnipeg had? Yeah, that was more directed towards you and just, like, the Whiteout in general. Um, I'm a big fan of the whiteout, dude, even though the t-shirt went 0-3. You, you know, so if you're the Jets, because, I mean, the Jets are going to be right back in position next year where they probably go on a run. You, you stick with the whiteout through and through. It never gets old. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm first and foremost a Rangers fan, but, yeah, the Jets will always be my Western Conference team. No, I'm not talking about you, you buffoon. I'm oh. talking about the <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. Ted's still a Rangers fan. No, <laughs> I'm talking about the rink itself. Like you, you don't think they might need to switch it up? Maybe no, the dude. They had they had a great run. They didn't switch it off after the first time they did it, where I think they got swept. You keep it. Okay. Um, you wrote this one down. Is Ehlers too fast? What do you What do you mean by that? <laughs> so I wrote this down because I was just cruising through HF boards. It's been a hot minute. I mean, that website's not what it used to be. Rest in peace, the old format. Hasn't been back since. Same. But (laughs) there are some, uh, there are some Jets fans out there complaining that Ehlers is too fast to be good. Um, It's the Maxim Afinagenov argument, which I haven't heard since like the 90s, so this is kind of exciting. Their argument is that Ehlers on the power play uh, enters the zone too easily and too quickly, so they can't set up, and it throws their power play rhythm off. Huh. Thoughts? Um, Thoughts? <laughs> uh, I mean, you just got to grasp for straws, I guess, man. Like, Oh, shit, this guy sucks because he's faster than everybody else. Says no one ever. <laughs> like, Right, right. Being fast is awesome. Like, yeah. Luis Mendoza, like, that kid could fly. He couldn't skate. No one was calling him a liability mm-hmm. or stop. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just thought that was super funny, so I just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I mean, if you – I I get it because, like, I, I'm a Bruins fan, and they lost a couple weeks ago, and you go through everything in your head, like, 3,000 times over. But just being that one guy that's like, hold my beer, honey. I'm going to go on the internet, and I got this really good point to make. <laughs> and then talking about one of your young studs being too fast, and that's why you lost the series. It's just a crazy move. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at it that way, yeah. Um, next one, you put Dave Talon, who got rid of Jonathan Marchessault, so Vegas would take Riley Smith's contract so we could keep Alex Petrovic's 13 points this year. Not the best look, right? I just... I mean, and you factor in, too, I know everyone's been doing this with uh, Jar Gallant, like, he gets canned, too. I don't know, man, is Dave Talon, is he on the inside? What's going on here? Mm. Is he, like, even if he's not on the inside, if, I, if I'm McPhee, who, by the way, 
and this is going to sound so dumb, when, like, Friedman or Bob McKenzie, they all refer to McPhee as GMGM because those are his initials. That throws me off every fucking time. <laughs> True. Whenever I see GMGM, I'm like, is that a typo? Yeah. But my point being is, like, you got to send that guy a check. That's unbelievable at this point. I mean, two really key players. I never soured on Riley Smith. There's a lot. Classic Bruins Nation right now losing their shit over Riley Smith. It's just, I mean, how do you fuck up that bad? Like, that bad. I don't know, man. Like, I honestly have no idea. It looks looks like he did it on purpose. Like... Uh, I don't know. Well, at the same time, nobody nobody really thought like those guys would be producing the way they are. No, but I think and the Panthers. Well, Marshall just put up thirty goals. I can get the Riley Smith argument because he can be a super frustrating player where he goes through tailspins or it's like, what's going on? But they went with the like analytics. Like, is that what stats are telling you that Petrovic is more is a bigger contributor to a team like I mean shout out to defensive defenseman I mean that's huge for us but like <laughs> in reality like that's a fuck up yeah. and to go off that too there were points where Petrovic was getting scratched this year like, yeah I remember somebody uh, that was one of the Twitter questions earlier this year well shit <laughs> well <laughs> alright so we had that one back uh, to grasping straws from Jets Nation uh, here we go it's been set up for a while people have been complaining all year the Jets and the Predators are too good to face each other in the second round. Oh, yeah. This playoff system is rigged. Do you believe that the Jets would have won this series if they did not have to play the Nashville Predators in the second round? Uh, I, if Are you asking me if they, if you switched around where like they played the Knights first and then they had to play the Preds? Is that what you're asking me? We can do it that way. If, that, if that's the case, I... I, I I don't know, man. Every time I say Vegas won't win, they win. But like, I can't see them beating the Jets like that fresh in the playoffs. I the Preds series, like as you go through the playoffs, man, like you do get worn down by series. And that Predators series was a pretty fucking physical series. Um, I, in my opinion, I thought the Predators and the Jets were the two best teams in in the Western Conference. But I mean, maybe not, man. Maybe Vegas has been this legit for however long. I'm not. It's hard to pick against them now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think, like, I don't know. I don't really care that much about the playoff system. Like, I think I think there is something to be said about, like, being fresh. And, like, at the end of the day, you got to beat the best teams however it comes. So, I don't know. I, I'm i indifferent on it. I just wanted your opinion. No, I get uh, that. Um, Ryan Reeves, game winner, what do you think? Uh, awesome Selly. He's from Winnipeg. I mean, it was cool, but at the same time, like, Dustin Bufflin made Ryan Reeves like way less cool to me this series. Does that make sense? Yeah, go in depth though. What do you mean? Like Ryan Reeves is supposed to be like this like hardcore big baller, like scariest guy in the league. And I feel like Bufflin just bullied him like all the time. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I mean Yeah, no, I mean you're right to a certain extent. Like and the funny thing too though is even though Reeves really didn't do his job in that sense, he did score the game away goal, which is awesome. Um, he did have a good series. I'm not saying he didn't have a bad series. He had a good series. Right, but he didn't he wasn't the physical presence that shut like Dustin like the point of having a Ryan Reeves in your lineup is so Dustin Bufflin doesn't do what he's doing. Like, yeah, Dustin, Dustin just, Bufflin was still fucking by yeah. multiple collar collars yeah. and like just feeding people and yeah. tearing everyone down. Dustin Bufflin's awesome. Like I'm so glad Dude, that was awesome. I'm so glad he got some like FaceTime now. Because now everybody realizes like that guy's the fucking man. Yeah, um, but I did want to say, though, and this is just to me, so I used to be a huge NHL, like, video game dynasty mode guy, do a fantasy draft, set it all up. One of my favorite, like, things to do is get hometown players, and I, back in, like, 2013, I had this stretch where <laughs> I had this team where I put Ryan Reeves and uh, Jonathan Taze on uh, Winnipeg because they're both Manitoba boys, uh, and I won, like, multiple cups. So when I, when I first saw Reeves score, even though I saw it, I was thinking, myself oh my god the Jets just won <laughs> so are so, the Jets are winning so I mean that's kind of a rough look for me but I, I don't know man what do you think on that so this was actually my hypothetical that I wanted to lead into um what you score against the New York Rangers Ked what's your what's your celebration you oh, going bananas man. into the crowd like that or you He's, taking a dump at center ice saying you didn't draft me I wow that's years. a great question man um I would probably, I'd probably just fucking point to Messier's uh, 
jersey number in the rafters. Either that or I point to Billy Joel's most played in Madison Square Garden time. <laughs> That'd be a power move. <laughs> what do you, uh, what are you, so you wrote Jets Nation for a while. Yep. I, you, you have a better idea of this team than I do. It's my team. What are your thoughts? Hellebuck, I mean, he had a great year. American goalie. Love what him. are your thoughts on him? He's awesome. He's, he just set the record for most wins by an American goalie in the NHL's like history. That's fucking awesome. And so then as I, a bandwagon fan watching those games, you never once thought that Connor Hellebuck was even remotely close to being the problem? No, I thought he played great, man. I, th- I thought Connor Hellebuck did exactly what he needed to do. He kept his team in games. The offense just didn't show up. Like I think there was maybe one game this entire playoffs that the – I don't know. I, I just recently jumped on this bandwagon. But to me, it hasn't really seemed like Hellenbuck played bad at all. Like, I thought he played solid. He made some huge stops. I mean, it was 2-1 with, like, five minutes left, and he saved, like, three breakaways just to keep his team in the game. That would have been sick if they came back. Big Hellenbuck guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I like him, too. I was just curious, just because there's always... Me, the 921 save percentage of regular season, I don't know what he did in the playoffs, but... There's always that crowd that's going to blame the goalie. Always look at the goalie saying he would give us that big save. You're right, dude. He had that crazy sequence. Um, I just wanted that opinion too. Get it out there. Hellebuck's still okay with us. Do you think? Yeah, you think it, I want to. I want to spin off of this. What was your question, really quick? Uh, do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think how old he is. I think he's only like 24 or 25. Do you think if the NHL's in the playoff in the Olympics next time when he's probably like 29, which is really like a goalie's prime, do you think he's the starter? I don't know if he's a starter, but I think he for sure gets a look. Okay. What did you want to say, bud? Um, we're talking goalies. Mark Andre Fleury's played the best I've ever seen a, a goalie play in the playoffs. I only think it's close. Like he he is so far superior the most valuable player of this entire playoffs. I just don't even. This guy is fucking so good, man. So fucking good. He he just robs people. He is so locked in right now. It's almost impossible to score a goal on him. Yeah, I mean, what is he still? Is he still sporting like a nine forty save percentage? Or Dude, something he like made that? he made a couple saves the other night on Mark Mark Shifley, where he went from one side of the net to the other side of the net, made that save, and he, because he had to stretch, he was out of the net. Puck went back to Shifley. Shifley shot another puck in, and he made a diving save. Like Mark Andre Fleury, man, is the goddamn real deal. And I'm I'm a I'm a Fleury guy now, which is fucking crazy. Never thought I'd say that, but he is legit as shit. Yeah, man, I. I would argue. I mean, there's a few guys. No, it's not even close, man. It really isn't. I don't no, know how many Vegas uh, games you've watched, but like, year, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say in general. Like, I know, like as a Bruins fan, Tim Thomas had like a 940 save percentage. That, that was huge to me. I'm just trying to think of other. Like, he carried our team. Oh, um, oh, like other goalies in the play. I see what you're saying. Yeah, th- there's like very few goalie performances that rival it. The other one, other than Thomas, I think Jonathan Quick. Uh, the first time that the Kings won the Stanley Cup when they were that eight seed. He had like a similar save percentage. And Dominic Hasek, when he got uh, to the Stars in the final, had like a nine fifty save percentage. Okay, so, I mean, let me let me ask you this though: out of those goalies teams, right? If you just put another regular NHL goalie, they're still going to be pretty good, I would say. I think if the Vegas lost Flurry, they would have like I I I don't know. I don't think they'd be that good. And you could argue, oh, at the beginning of the year they went through goalies or whatever. I mean, I guess, but like it's the playoffs, man. I think if anybody else is in net for Vegas, it's not. They're probably eliminated by now. He's been that much of like a fucking key. And I don't like. I thought the Bruins were good. I don't know if Tim Thomas like literally it was a Tim Thomas show or whatever. But I think I think Tim Thomas had like under a two goals against average. That I, Tim Thomas really was the reason we won the Stanley Cup, which is why that's why Tukarask gets the hate he does. So I mean, if it's Malcolm Subban, whoever the next goalie after Mark Andre Fleury, like. You're in for like a rough ride because you will never replicate what Flurry's doing this playoffs. Exactly, exactly. I'm glad that we got to do that. And then, uh, I mean, we're pretty far into this. We're gonna do these ones kind of quick. Uh, anything, we'll anything John Taffer touches goes to gold. What did John Taffer touch? John Taffer's a huge. I mean, I'm a huge bar rescue guy. Yeah, number one show. Naturally, we're the family. Shut it down. Shut it down. Sunday, hung over. There's a marathon on. You can't get any better than that. I mean, he's just a big Vegas Golden Knights fan. He's there all the time, season ticket holder. He's been pumping it out. I should have known the minute John Taffer. I mean, he he turns the worst restaurants into yep. five-star places, man. I mean, he touches everything. It just it goes up. So, I mean, I should have saw this one coming. He shut it down. He, sla- he probably slapped Mark andre Fleury around a couple of times, told him that he's going to get people sick if he keeps 
touching raw meat and then fucking transitioning into other food. Like, you can't mm-hmm. do that. So I think he's playing a bigger role than people um, want to give him credit for. Also, I wrote this. I just wanted to say Paul Stastny. Everyone was like, oh, Paul Stastny had a six-second round. Oh, Paul Stastny this. Paul Stastny this. When I – we had the deadline show, and I'm going to give myself credit because I've literally gone like over oh, a 1,000 on predictions or takes. I said that Paul Stastny is irrelevant, and he showed that like zero points in the series, dude. You're the big acquisition on a team as a great offense, and that's – I don't know, man. When you're a trade deadline acquisition, you put up zero points in the conference finals. That ruffles my feathers. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I would agree. And you also, I think we really got to see how good Mark Shifley was, too. Yeah, for sure. I've always liked Shifley. He's a great player. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? No, we'll, we'll go to the Eastern Conference now. Uh, oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, there is. Derek Anglin touching the trophy because Mark andre Fleury told him to because when they were in Pittsburgh and they touched it, they won. What do you got on that? Oh, that's what happened? Yeah, so when Pittsburgh made it to the Cup Finals four times, Sidney Crosby touched the Eastern Conference trophy three times. They won all three. At the time he didn't, they lost. So right before England went up, Marc-Andre Fleury told him to touch it. I'm about it. Thing? I'm about it, man. He's done it before. It's a different team, though. Like it, is a di- like- it is a different team, but like in that moment, I don't think there's any way you tell him not to because of like past uh-huh. experience. You know what would have been really cool is if, like, Shifley, like, got up to the podium and, like, slapped it. Just, like, slapped it on the ice, but whatever. Why? Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, now we're going to move on to the Eastern Conference. Caps Lightning, this has uh, been pretty classic. Uh, even though that the Caps beat the Penguins last round, I was I was pretty thrown for a loop. I'm like, holy shit, it could be the Caps year. And they're they're just doing it again. They're up two nothing. All their fans come out with like brooms and shit like that, like acting like they had been there before. Now the Bolts three games in a row, uh, trying to win it in six, going back to Washington. This is so classic Washington. It's it it hurts my stomach because I laugh so hard. The Caps are thirteen and forty four in series in which they've had a two game lead. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know though, man. I'm gonna say it right now, and it might not happen. Um, I'm hoping it becomes the Alexander Ovechkin show. I think you wrote down he played something like 4:36 in the last 4:48. Yeah, in the last game. I I think it would be if Alex Ovechkin like goes off in the next game. Like I don't know. I I would hope that he's gotten this point in his career for the first time ever. I just and he's already playing unbelievable hockey. I'm not saying he's not, but like, mm-hmm. I think it would be such a cool storyline to see Alexander Ovechkin just like lift this team, and be like, "You guys are done dragging me down." They're like the girlfriend of hell that just always nags you, and you can't get out of it. It's abusive. She calls you names. You cry about it. Mm-hmm. He just needs. I don't know, man. I I, I just kind of feel for that guy. Like, what do you think about that? Uh. I, I don't know, man. I think it's just caps. I don't think they. I don't think they have a shot. I think the Bolts are probably just going to wrap it up next game. I, their fourth line of Pocket, uh, Callahan, and who's the other guy? Is it Kunis? Whatever their fourth line is right now is fucking. They're playing out of their goddamn mind. Um, this I don't know, man. And I I hope the Bolts go because if they win the Cup this year, the Rangers get a first round pick next year. So, finger fingers crossed. Ah. I don't know, man. I I just I, I mean I know people are you can't throw out the hypotheticals that Caps are saying like oh we ran into a hot goalie. I know you're not a fan of him. I think Braden Holtby can get hot. I don't think the series is over by a long stretch. The thi- the thing is, and like oh, I think a lot of Capitals fans are pointing to this. They're like out shooting them like by like thirty five or something like that. Like thirty five shots in the series or like the last couple of games. Lightning are so good at just those like quality. They're quality over quantity, and I, and the other thing too is like Dan Girardi, like blocking shots wins championships. So I mean, shout out to the Bolts. I just don't think my point I wanted to say is I think people look way too heavy into shots. Like just out shooting a team really doesn't mean shit in the end. Yeah, clearly. Uh, I don't know. Do you, who do you have? Do you have the Caps coming back, or you have the Bolts? I'll go. Caps. I'm gonna go Caps. Caps Jesus. Seven. All right. 
And that was our Eastern Conference. Now that NHL in the News has been taken care of, we are now going to move on to our uh, Twitter questions brought to you by Lagos Sports. Twitter questions. What up, Drake? Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right, thanks, Drake. Uh, first question <coughs> from Mirtha. What is Ked going to do now that Whiteout Ked is dead? <coughs> this is a great question. Uh, I really, it all depends on what happens in this Bolts Cap series. If the Caps come back and win, Ked will jump ship to the Vegas Golden Knights. And if the Bolts win, I'm probably going to stay with the Bolts. So that's where I'm at. Any, any, thanks, dude. All right, uh, next one. I uh, can't believe I'm asking again, but are the Golden Knights for real? Sorry about the Jets, kid. I appreciate that NYR talk. I'm taking it. It's uh, trying to move on. We, I think we kind of already covered that earlier, so we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, Seth Gunner, question for this week's podcast. You're getting ready uh, to play in your beer league championship game. What are you listening to pregame? For me, I'm torn between something like Shinedown or Childish Gambino. Um, all right. Championship game, dude. Beer league. You're rolling to the rink. What, what's what's on? Um, I mean, this is clearly different because, like, back in the day, like, I played, like, actual hockey. It'd be, like, classic rock. But the reality of the situation now is uh, it's a championship game for beer league, so I'm just going to paint the picture. Yeah. Um, we've, done, we've done this a bunch of times. DJ Zoomy Zoomy is going to be texting me needing a ride. Yeah. Uh, um, you're going to have to pick us up. Yep. Um, the windows are going to be down. I'm probably going to be on the backseat of a freeway with all the windows down. Uh, you're going to be playing God knows what. Uh, well, that's the question. What, what's playing? Dude, what isn't playing at that point? <laughs> I mean, it's usually just like Nicki Minaj or what? like just anything that the exact opposite of what anybody would listen to when they went into war is what we're listening to. Um, Rihanna. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I usually don't have control in the situation. You're the one usually running it. Uh, I'm usually more concerned about like the tall boy that I'm trying to chug before we get there in the back seat. So I mean, you take the wheels. Yeah. You're the one who's playing the ox. What are you playing? I don't. I think you kind of just nailed it right on the head. Uh, maybe some Rihanna, some Kesha, who <laughs> she, who actually just came on my TV right now. Um, who else? I don't. I don't know. It, it all depends on what kind of also what's going on. DJ Zoomy is probably, you know, he's he's playing. It, it it would start out with, like, deep house music, and then you and I would be like, this sucks, man. And then it'd turn into, like, some fun shit. So that's where we're at on that. Good yeah, question. got to keep you loose. I respect it, though. Seth, I respect Seth's choices because you can you can tell that Seth's locked and loaded. Fucking right. Um, like, I always respect the guy that you can tell when he walks into the rink, like, that he was just listening to, like, Shine Down or, like, Slip Down. Oh. Oh, dude, real quick story. So, a couple of years ago, I was playing in, uh, I think, the winter championship game in this beer league. And for the first time all year, I brought a speaker. So, we're in the locker room, and I think we were playing, like, a Vici or something like that. Me and me and uh, my buddy Farn, Farnan. And one of the kids in the locker room goes, hey, can I get the aux? And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah. So, I hand him the aux, and, and this, this guy was like, I don't know, he would probably get, like, two penalties a game for screaming at the refs, like, type guy. And he just puts on this screaming, like screamo heavy metal, like bullshit. And I remember just sitting there, and everybody just like stopped doing what they were doing, and they just looked at the kid, and the kid was fucking locked in. And at that moment, I knew that we were losing, and we lost, I think, by nine. We got here's killed. The thing, here's the thing, though, dude. I feel like if you really embraced that shit, dude... You would not. Like, Hell, you would not, dude. If you were in the fucking locker room with me and some kid goes, hey, give me the ox, and I give him the ox, and he fucking plays that, you're telling me that you would get into it? No, no. way, dude. We would be fucked up off our ass, and you would stare at me and just start laughing. No, dude, I would have walked out of the locker room. Like, wait, what I'm saying, you, as a beer league captain, like, if you started, like, air drumming or head banging, I think, like, the boys would have gone into it. Dude, bit. we did this in high school. Greg Jaycott used to play the stupidest music fucking of all time. And did we ever, like, get into it with him? No, because we're fucking normal people. Are you talking about that song that was really hard on Guitar Hero? Yeah, dude. Jesus, throwback. All right, next one. Uh, last Twitter question from Joe Etsy. Would you rather be a fourth-line scrub that gets no ice time, no points? Actually, there's two questions, but... Fourth line scrub gets no ice time, no points, but win the cup or be the best player in the league, always winning trophies. What do you choose, Hal? Um, no 
points is tough. I think if I won a Stanley Cup and my stat line was like zero zero zero. Before I read this before, and my answer was going to be I wanted to be a superstar, uh, just based on the fact that I'm probably rolling in millions. Uh, I probably have a really attractive wife and a lot of money and some nice cars. And life doesn't matter that much. I'm assuming if I'm like a superstar on a team like that, I probably won like championships my whole life. I probably won in like the OHL or like college hockey. Like I've just been dripping in championships. Uh, so I I thought like it's probably not that bad. But at the same time, man, like I think every kid grows up wanting to win the Stanley Cup. So but I have to like block a couple shots and like I would go as far as saying I think if I <laughs> – I, if I was, like, a veteran grinder and I sucked, but I got in, like, game three of, like, the first round because someone got scratched or injured, but my name got in the cup, I got to party, I'd probably want that more than being a superstar. Uh, I live my whole life being a fourth liner with no points, and I haven't won a cup. I, I mean, I think I'd, I'd take the money. I, I would love to be the, the best player. That's that's essentially what, I don't know. I would rather take right. the money and get paid and be on all the all-star teams. And it says Stanley Cup says nothing about Olympic gold medal. So I could win a fucking gold medal or some shit. I'd yeah, rather yeah. that. Yeah, but it's it's the lot. You don't go to the Olympics anymore. You never got your chance. Well, yeah, this is a huge hypothetical thing. Let's say next Olympics that we're going. Yeah, but who knows? If, what if you blow out your knee, dude? We all know you already tore your ACL once. Yeah, but that's not a part of the hypothetical. I'm just saying I would want money and a gold medal. So. <laughs> I just made it a part of the hypothetical. But. No, all right. That, next one. Last one. Matt. Wrong. Uh, hey, Ked, watching the Callahan, Kunitz, and Paquette line scares the shit out of me. I was wondering what three guys, any position or time period, you'd not want to play against. I would go Scott Stevens, Ryan Holwig, and Nicholas Cronwall. I don't know if this is a Twitter question or three-star type deal, but anyways, love to hear what you have to boys have to say. All right, cool. Thanks, Matt. Top three players that you wouldn't want on the ice with you. And I'm assuming, like, I'm going to make a forward line, and let's keep it, like, a, let's keep it current NHLers. I like Ryan Hallwick being thrown in there. Though. I do too. I do too. But if we're doing current NHLers, dude, if there's a line of Tom Wilson, um, who else is just a fucking ghost for headshots and shit? Okay, uh, Ronaldo, Zach Ronaldo, Tom Wilson, and hmm, Brian Reeves would suck. If that that was a line, I wouldn't want to be out of the hands. I don't know, dude. I think I. I I think I'm putting. I think they're in the, uh, the defensive zone the whole time though. Like, is that line really like getting a good forecheck going? I mean, obviously you have Tom Wilson, so probably I, I'd probably have Tom Wilson on my line too. This is a tough question because like I would want them to be effective. Like I think in order for them to be effective, to be scary, they have to have some puck control, I guess. Uh, so I do Tom Wilson, maybe Garnett Hathaway, that kid who just like throws because I want a lot of fighters on my line. No, I, no, it's not your line. It's the line that you're playing against that you wouldn't want to be I out on, that you don't want to play against on the ice. Okay. Like, right, so, so you're on one team, they're on the other team, and you're lining up for a face-off, and these three people are on the ice, and you're like, fuck, this is going to suck. Okay, so I'm going to keep Tom Wilson on there because I don't want CTE. Yep. Uh, I would throw Brad Marchand on there because he's going to annoy the shit out of yep. me, and then as soon as he annoys me, uh, Tom Wilson's going to give me CTE. <laughs> yep. So you're kind of stuck there. Uh, and then I would go probably Kachuk. I feel like Kachuk would be annoying Ooh, too. So, yeah. I mean, Kachuk can throw and he's annoying. Wilson kills people and Marchand's annoying. So if this was like the 90s, my answer would be totally different. I would yeah. just find like the three meanest, like Scott Parker, Lyle Oldline. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just nail Chris, Christoph Oliwa, dude. But it's like, yeah, too Oliwa. But it's 2018, so like, Dale I Puritan. guess I just, like, think about the line that would just piss me off the most. And then, like I said every time, then Tom Wilson's going to ruin your career. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about this in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, if you're Tom Wilson, do you, do you throw a headshot game six? Get poisoned. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I can – you know what it would be? It would be the Capitals winning, like, 5-1 to one with, like, two minutes and 30 seconds left, and then Tom Wilson will go out and kill somebody and get, like, suspended for the next game for no reason. I'm, I'm talking – all right, it's first, it's uh, it's like before the game, right? Yeah. Coach in there giving a speech, and he, and he says the starting lineup, and the last guy, he says it's Wilson. He goes, you need to fucking kill someone on this first shift. 
you're Tom Wilson, you look around, and, like, Alex Ovechkin's just staring at you, nodding his head. Yep. Like, you got to. Evgeny Kuznetsov's in the corner cranking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too, like, I don't know, man. Like, I know, I don't, I'm not saying I want him to go throw a headshot, but they should just let Tom Wilson out of his cage on the first shift. So what if he picks up, like, a two-minute penalty, maybe a four-minute penalty? Try to kill it off, I guess. It might end your season right there, but I just think let that dude out of his cage. Yeah, Tom Wilson's a scary fucking dude, man. Um, we are now going to move on to our Patty B hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B hotline brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, so Pat uh, told me he was too lazy to call in today, so appreciate that. Um, this is so the why more- are we doing this? Well, no, I got a different one. Yeah, different one. So, oh. Yes, I don't know who it is. He doesn't let us know, but here we go. What's up, Morning Skate? So, Gary Bettman has always been very adamant that hockey is successful in the American South and can be successful in the American South, despite the fact that teams like Phoenix, Florida, and Atlanta have had uh, troubles on and off the ice. With that in mind, I'm wondering if any of you guys find it slightly suspicious that uh, Vegas has done as well as they have as an expansion team in their first season in a non-traditional hockey market like Boston. Wondering what you think about that. Everyone. So it's funny that he said that because not long ago we were talking, I think you used, you used the word suspicious regarding the Dave Talon in uh, Las Vegas. Um, yeah, what do you have on this, man? Like, Do you think it's as much as it's just the expansion draft? Playing, playing yeah. a better like effect than these teams just picking bullshit people and not getting people to sign there for years. It's also Vegas, yeah. dude. Like you, you would rather sign in Vegas than you would Buffalo. Right, we haven't even gone really to that point yet, where a ton of guys are trying to go there. But which I think might be the wave. Um, oh yeah, I, I think um, I think what they did, and, and they did it in their own way. I don't really think it's like a stay woke or like a conspiracy theory. I think they just made the expansion stronger because they realized in a non-hockey market, like putting out like a piss poor product like they did in Atlanta or Phoenix, like it it doesn't help build. Like the novelty of having a team wears off when you realize they suck night in and night out. There's five years down the road, so I think the NHL, like I can tip my cap to them. I just think they did a good job making it a little more uh, easy to succeed at an early stage. I hope Vegas turns into like the U. Like how sick would that be? All of a sudden, Vegas just wins like fucking three Stanley Cups in a row, and then and then guys just go there and get so fucked up. And there's gonna be a thirty for thirty about like how like these super successful Las Vegas Golden Knight players are just like all on vendors. Right, but the best part about that would be that would be the downfall because there would definitely be a downfall where eventually the whole team's like arrested or like something gets shut down, like. I that would be that would definitely be interesting. We might be heading there. I think one of your uh, heroes and zeros. I don't know if you still have it. Something about Evander Kane. Was that you? Was that last the podcast you talked about that? That was probably last podcast. That's not this one. Fuck me. All right. But all right. Well, if you guys uh, if you guys like calling in and stuff, give us a call five one eight three zero nine two five nine five and just leave us a voicemail. It'll be played on every podcast. Uh, we are now going to move on to our Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Okay, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros time. I'll go first. Uh, my zero of the week are people saying that uh, it wasn't fair. The expansion draft wasn't fair in the sense that Vegas got whatever they wanted and that it was rigged for them to win from the get-go. Those people suck, because that's not it, it, at all what happened. When that team was picked, there was not one single person, yeah, I'm looking at you, Anson Carter, who predicted that this team was going to do this shit. And now that they're doing good, now you're flip-flopping, and you're saying, oh, they had, oh, dude, that person sucks. The people who do that are terrible. So that would be my zero of the week. Yeah, I would say two on that. Um, I, tr- I don't know, man. I, tr- I totally just forgot what I was saying. So I, I'm off to a really hot start. Oh, Anson Carter. So, before this podcast, I wanted to go through and try to find some hot takes from journalists that they had at Vegas at the beginning of the year. Couldn't really find any, which was super disappointing. But I, I used, like, the Twitter, like, advanced search to look up Anson Carter. Yep. Uh, Vegas. Uh, he loves the party in Vegas. Well known fact. He went on a bender there from, like, 2012 to 2013. So, <laughs> big Vegas guy. Uh, my zero of the week. Oh, yeah. So, 
this is going to be like kind of a sensitive subject. This is Brittany Greenslade girl. I don't know. She might be a beat repeat reporter. She tweeted, just heard from NHL Jets fan in their arena. Night security threw away their Canadian flag and ripped their sign in half. Wouldn't allow it in. Um, I have two takes on this. One, before I'm going to preface it by saying like fucking up a flag is a really messed up thing. I don't think you should do that. Although this tweet is completely hearsay. There's nothing yeah. to back it up. It's not like this is like some like, this is just some like random thing she threw out there for some crying fan. But you're an asshole if you bring a fucking sign to a fan, to a game. Especially, especially if you're a away fan. Like, if I, I, it hasn't happened forever, but if I ever sit down the person in front of me has a sign, I don't care if it's a kid, I just want to rip it up and throw it out. What's the point of bringing a sign to a game? Like, you bring a sign to I, a game if you have, like, little kids. And you want, like, a puck by one of the people. Because a guy that I worked with had that happen. He brought a uh, sign to a Rangers game and said something that Zuccarello on and Zuccarello threw him a puck. I think that's good if you do a sign. It's like you're a fucking grown man going to a game by yourself or, like, with the boys and you bring a fucking sign. You're an idiot. Right. Like, no one's coming to the game to see your, like, sign. Like, no one cares. Like, when I'm watching the game, I'm like, ooh, look at that sign in the fifth row. Like, no one cares. My other thing, too, and I just want your opinion on this, um... I'm a patriotic guy. I never understood bringing your country's flag to, like, a game. Like, when I go to, like, Bruins games and I know, like, they're playing the Canadians, like, I never think to myself, like, on the way out the door, like, ooh, let me go grab an American flag really quick to bring to the game. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think it's kind of weird? It's not the Olympics. Like, what what does it have to do with the game? So I brought an American flag to a Jason Aldean concert one time. That's that's a lot different. That's, that's, that's a different world. We'll move on just based on that alone. So no, I'm I'm a flag guy. I, I think uh I think in the Olympics, if you do that, that's sick. Like if I went to a USA Olympic game, I'm bringing in a flag. There's nothing you can do to tell me not to. But in like an NHL game, that is kind of a little bit weird. It's, I think I think there's a few exceptions. Say you're like from Norway, and you go to a Rangers game, and you bring, like, a flag for Zuccarello. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, if you're from a different country, and you're visiting, and, like, it's, like, a hometown player, I think that's okay. But I think if you're just, like, I don't know, if you're, like, Steve from Plymouth, Michigan, going to a Red Wings Devils game, and you grab your flag on the way out the door, I think that's a weird thing. I think if, if you are friends or family with a player who's on Winnipeg, who would be from Winnipeg, I think then you can bring a Canadian flag. That's a very specific. Yeah, very I, know. Specific. I know it's probably not accurate, but and also like honestly, whoever who came out with this, Brittany Greenslade. This girl sucks, dude. Like, watch the fucking game. Who who cares? It's fucking hearsay. You didn't see it happen. Like, stop trying to draw attention to yourself. I right. thought that was so dumb. That was just incredibly unnecessary for a fucking few retweets and likes. That girl sucks. And I think the Jets are the. The Knights, like, imposed, like, a no-sign thing. I would love to be the guy at the door that's just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Like, oh, yeah, ni- oh, yeah, nice oh, sign. So- yeah. yeah. Oh, you use glitter? <laughs> right. Oh, this yeah, huge this huge cardboard cool. cutout. You, you spent 90 bucks on this? Oh, it's real nice. And then you just fucking chop it in half. That'd be fun. <laughs> Can you imagine telling, like, your friends, like, yeah, I got a part-time gig. I just rip up signs at the Knights games. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, that was a good zero. Uh, my hero of the week... Goes to uh, Elias Anderson. He won gold in that International Hockey Federation tournament or whatever. And he posted on Instagram with the caption, definitely not throwing this one with the trophy and the gold medal. Kind of a power move, man. So are you back in on this kid? I've always like been out on this kid. I've never not been in on this kid. Uh, I felt like at the end of the year you were like not like as happy. No, I, I, just, I, I still don't think that he's going to be like a first-line center. And he may and he may struggle being a second line center, but I I love the kid's character. Like I I'm gonna be a big fan of his. I just don't know if like skill, talent, like points on paper. I don't know if he's gonna be there. But like I've always I've never done that. You were the one fucking thinking that earrings and all that shit. <laughs> what what'd you did you like this? I thought it was kind of cool, dude. He got to play with it a little bit. People were so pissed off at him, and then it's just kind of like, oh hey buddy, fuck you. I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess, dude. I still think, like, obviously it's 2018, I need to grow up, but, like, I don't know, like, Instagram's still, like, I don't think, like, throwing something on Instagram's that sweet. I, it would have been a lot cooler to me if, like, he, like, screamed it in, like, a post-game interview. I know he probably didn't have that option, but, like, I don't know. It doesn't, it's cool. I mean, I would probably be pumped. I'm just, 
Kind of I think part. I think if he was on if he was a part of your franchise, you you would be fucking pretty hard about it. Uh, yeah, I would already. Yeah, and then for he, sure, minus he, possible earrings. Fuck off. Who's your hero? Alexei Kovalev is Love the assistant him. coach in the KHL for the Kunlin Red Star. Okay. Uh, I just want to know. I don't know why I made him a hero. It might be a zero situation. No, it's a hero because it's a fake until you make it. Alexei Kovalev getting a coaching job. He's a legend, what, dude. Can you that? Yo. Could you imagine Alexei Kovalev coaches over in the KHL and then he comes to the NHL and becomes a coach in the NHL? What fucking no. story that would be? Holy fuck. Here's my thing. is like, what is Kovalev going to do? Be like, do what I did. Like, be fucking awesome. Like, yeah. be like one of the sickest stick handlers of all time. Like, you can't do what I do. You suck. Like, obviously he's going to teach them stuff. But, and I know the KHL is not really like an X's and O's game. I just don't. I don't know, man. Like, if I was, like, a fourth liner and, like, I, like, made a bad pass and I got off the ice and Alexei Kovalev was like, why don't you just, like, sauce that through, like, three guys' legs to the other side and you can see him back door. I'd be like, no, dude, I'm not you. Uh, I don't know, man. I've always loved Kovalev. Like, fun fact, so, uh, Peter Nedved was, like, a huge Ranger. Like, he played pretty well for the Rangers. He was, like, their guy for a little bit. Um, my dad hated him so bad because they traded Kovalev for him that, like, I couldn't even be a fan of, like, the best player on the Rangers. It kind of sucked. But he just loved Kovalev that much. He was so fucking good, man. Like, just an awesome New York Ranger. I wish he he ended up there the entire time, but I, I'm, I'm in on this. I love Kovalev. Sorry. Yeah, all right. Um, and those were our Dom Moore heroes and zeros. And now we're going to finish it up with, uh, our three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. You didn't write anything down, and I didn't either, and I don't know if you've looked at this yet. But no. uh, the three stars of the week are your three favorite sport memories. Three favorite sport memories? Any sport. All right, what's your third star? Uh... I'm not going to rank them in order of stars. I'm just going to say I don't know what one's more important than the other. But the first one that comes to mind, I'm sure I'll get fucking right back at it, but Aaron Boone's walk-off on Tim Wakefield. Back in the day, he used to be a big baseball guy for some reason. And I just always remember watching that game. That fucking that was unreal moment for Yankee fans. So that would uh, that'd be my whatever star. All right, what's, why don't we keep going? I mean, that's a... That was sweet, dude. You know, three, you can forget that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like one of your stars is going to be when the Sox came back, right? <sighs> but then I got pissed because I, I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to think about what your stars would be, and I'm just going through all New England sports over the last like ten years. You guys have so many fucking moments that are sick. It's just kind of like, well, well, fuck, man. Like I'm like scratching and clawing for something, and like over the last like fifteen years, you guys have won like a hundred championships. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess I could do my third star being, like, uh, it would probably be the Red Sox in 04. I mean, I was, like, 12 years old, but that was a pretty cool moment. Like, it seemed like it meant a lot more than anything else. Like, it's, it was so much more impactful than, like, the Patriots winning the Super Bowls. Like, that was really cool, coming back on the Yankees down 3-0 and then, like, ended up sweeping the Cardinals. That was sweet. So, I mean, 04, I guess, could be my third star for sure. Okay. Uh, my second star goes to my favorite goal of all time. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I remembered what happened in 94 with the Rangers. So, like, I mean, we haven't won a cup since, but so my whatever star, uh, when Derek Stepan scored against Washington in, uh, in overtime to come back and beat those guys, that was, I remember jumping up and down with my dad, like, holy fuck, I can't believe it, like, we're going. So that would be, like, that's best goal for me all time because, yeah, I don't know, second star. Yeah, that's a pretty cool goal. I... <sighs> Oh, you know what was cool? Oh, man, what was his name? Like, two years ago at the NFL Combine, there was, like, that defensive line that was running the 40-yard dash as Dick fell out of his pants. That was a pretty significant sports moment. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you serious, dude? This dude no. was running the 40-yard dash as Dick fell out of his pants while he was running, then he fell on his face. Unreal moment. Holy uh, shit. One of those ones where you just say, where were you when that happened? So, third star, that guy. Second star. <laughs> All right, and then my first star, man, I don't know. 
I mean, I could just say when I put up 104 points in beer league, but I feel like that's kind of like an easy way out. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough you, You've had that little great moments. Like, like, true, like truly great moments. Yeah, man, I'm trying. U.S. really hasn't won anything that like really got me so excited, I don't think, right? They never, they didn't win the fucking Olympics. Um, this is sad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. What about you? I mean, it's when the Bruins won the cup. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could talk about that forever, but I mean, it's sweet when your team wins the cup, so I'm a negative Nancy on this podcast, but I mean, all the teams left right now, Tampa, not to fuck Tampa just because they have won cups, but like Capitals fans and Knights fans, even though they're brand new, like it's such a cool experience when your team wins the cup, like it's such a crazy feeling. I have this really hard thing, like when huge games happen, like I, I like start to fall asleep because I get so nervous. <laughs> Uh, I remember in Game Seven falling asleep during intermission. My dad like had to slap me to wake up, but <laughs> it's uh, it's like one that it's probably one of the coolest things ever and one of the greatest feelings. So, I mean, if your team wins the Stanley Cup, maybe someday you'll get to experience that. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna replace fuck off. I'm gonna replace my first start with me and my old man went to uh, Game One Rangers Penguins a couple years ago. And that was, like, one of the best things ever. They scored, like, 16 seconds in the game. Derek Broussard, they won 2-1. I talked to these two, like, older, like, 60-year-old dudes that said that they would go to SPAC for the Fish concerts and then drive home drunk. I'm like, holy shit, man, that's aggressive. Uh, like, that, just go in there, it was a fucking blast, man. So that, that'd probably be my number one star. Beautiful. Yeah, but, all right, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Keep sending your, your questions on Twitter, your voicemails. Follow us on all of our social medias. And how do you have anything left? No. Oh. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, oh, this is the yeah. I do. I do. I just wanted to say, like, hang in there, hockey fans. Like, it's coming to the end. Like, there's not going to be hockey on every night pretty soon, and then it's going to be gone. So enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, one other thing, uh, podcast is probably going to come out Friday night next week. We're not doing Sunday because it's Memorial Day weekend. So. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully Friday. Some of, us, some of us had to, you know, go up to the camp. Yeah. Scrabble with the family. Yeah, pretty much. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. You set me free. Every time your hands on me, I want to be your way to shine. I came tonight.